0: give me a hell yeah I said give me a hell yeah what up everybody this is double g for the fight game podcast two more weeks of the road to wrestlemania podcast with me and my buddy who's
1: online right now big d what's up yes indeed uh this is the pen ultimate episode well are we doing a review uh, afterward um no nah, well we'll see we'll play it by ear we could okay
0: that's whatever you want um, Whatever you want. So just so just to remind everybody who are listening to this via the Fight Game podcast, which you can find on Apple Podcasts and all and all those great uh, those great ways to listen to podcasts, but also on the World of Geekdom YouTube channel. So welcome to everybody on those channels uh, listening to this. We really appreciate you hanging with us these uh, these last few weeks, and we're in the stretch run here with WrestleMania, which. I don't know about you, but I feel like it's really picked up steam from the perspective of how hot this show is. Like, originally, I didn't really think it was all that big, and we might have even talked about that in the first couple Road to WrestleMania shows that we did. But as of, you know, probably last week when Daniel Bryan got added, it feels kind of hot now.
1: You know, uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah, I think them adding Daniel Bryan was like a, a huge layer. It's like a, a another big, big match. I think the show was already pretty big going into it um, based on, like, the Ronda thing because that's a big deal, you know, especially in the mainstream media after, you know, her appearances this week on sports media. But that being said, uh, I think adding Daniel Bryan, yeah, is a brand new layer. They added a couple of new matches, too, which I was kind of surprised at. Um, but... Yeah, no, I, I I personally am more excited for this show than I was before. I I personally am, and as
0: a ticket buyer, as someone who actually paid real money to go to this show to you know take the weekend away from your your normal day to day, uh, you're the type of you know uh, I'm not going to the show, so it, it from from that perspective, uh, it has to feel like. You're getting, you know, more of your money's worth because this is the time you even mentioned that you went all out this year. Like this is kind of like a once in a lifetime thing for you trying to get the best seat possible and, you know, spending real, real dollars to, to do it. So I imagine that uh, you feel like you're getting your money's worth more so now today than you were when the when the uh, for card first started uh, getting put together.
1: Well, it's funny because I, I, when I had first gotten the uh, the chance to get this very expensive seat, I um, wasn't sure if I was going to do it because I didn't feel very well at the time. I wasn't very – I, I was a little bit ill. Um, well, I was, very, I was actually very ill at the time, and I wasn't sure if I should do it. And then actually one of my friends who was very conservative with money, um, he's like he, – he, he I sat down. And I go, should I do it or not? And he, and he looked at me and he's like, you might never get this chance again. And that was enough to convince me like that was enough to convince me right there. Like like, it's true. Like you may never get a chance again. So trust me, as far as that goes, yeah, this is one of those times where I know I'm going to be aching the next day because I I don't like flying. I'm not a big fan of it. And I I know that, like, you know, uh, it's going to be a long, long show. But I kind of want it to be a long show. You know, I want this show to be long. You know, I I don't want to. Look at the I, I, okay, I, maybe not too long, but I do want this show to to, to give you my money's worth, and I think if, if everything gets time, I think it will. So
0: let's actually dive right into it because you kind of teased it. Uh, actually, the big story today, because it happened all this morning, was our girl Ronda Rousey all over ESPN. Yep, she did. Uh, from what I can tell, she did three shows, but maybe it was more. Uh, she did a spot with uh, Max Kellerman she did a spot with Mike Golig uh, and Trey Wingo, and then she did a spot on the new ESPN uh, morning show called uh, Get Up with uh, Jalen Rose and Michelle Beadle and a couple other folks, uh, Mike Greenberg. Um, and so, you know, all around Twitter today I've been seeing so much negativity uh, around Ronda Rousey. And so let's kind of talk about these these little bits of, of media that she did. So the uh, with, with with um max kellerman so you got to remember max kellerman is an hbo boxing guy definitely um he is That's where i know him from he is more open to to mma than most of the hardcore boxing guys but you know he's a boxing guy and early on i'm sure he was pretty skeptical about boxing because that was sort of you know uh, a competition for hbo boxing was the rise of the ufc and so he interviewed ronda and I don't know what was said behind the scenes as far as you know what are we talking about. I don't imagine that you go on ESPN and say, "Hey man, like we can't talk about X, Y, and Z." Like it, ESPN is you know it's it's entertainment, but it's also it's also sports sports journalism, sports media. So you would think that all bets are actually on when it comes to comments. And in the past, anytime Ronda has been asked about her losses to Holly Holm and to Amanda Nunez... She's basically looks to the right, looks down, thinks for about 10 seconds, and then just goes, you know, let's move on. I don't want to talk about this. And even
1: she, she's been very affected by, by, her, by the losses. It's just not even, I don't think she's acting, is what I'm trying to say.
0: No, it's very real emotion. Yeah. And this is even, you know, when she first made her, um, you know, she first showed up in the Royal Rumble, she did an interview with her girl. Ramona Shelburne, who is a, uh, a a reporter for ESPN, she usually covers the Lakers, the LA scene in general for basketball, but she's also covering Rhonda for uh, the women's version of ESPN's website, and they have become, I, at least as far as I know, you know, she's kind of Rhonda's person who who's they break news to and who's kind of got the inside scoop, and even when Ramona interviewed Rhonda after the Royal Rumble, same thing, she did not. Have to. Um, she she did not answer Ramona in a way that you think that she would. She was still the same with Ramona as she was with uh, you know with other media, and so this interview started with Max Kellerman being very defensive about his question, almost like he didn't want to answer it and or i'm sorry ask it yeah was, she yeah, he, oh, okay he didn't want to ask it. he almost okay. like he didn't want to ask it it was almost like he was afraid of her answer so he asked it in this really roundabout way basically saying like you know a lot of the media you know were, were negative on on your loss i wasn't one of them i said hey everybody loses at some point you know and ronda wasn't buying it she was like i i'm you know i don't know about that like
1: so do, you, do you remember if he wrote anything at the time? Because I, I don't remember.
0: So I, I don't know if he did or not, but he's on every ESPN show and on HBO yeah, he, he's Boxing. like the new
1: Skip Sheffield now, right? That, that, oh, that's Skip great. Bayless, you mean? Skip Bayless. Skip Sheffield. <laughs> Skip Sheffield uh, is a former Isn't w that Ryback? <laughs> <laughs> OK, yeah, Skip Bayless. Sorry, I'm on half an hour of sleep.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get through this Skip before you Sheffield. get too delirious. Yeah. Um, delirious pun intended um and so uh and so she answered in a way that made you think like she's not buying what max is selling now yeah if you interview Rhonda, you have to think if i ask her a hard question she may not be very uh tolerant of it because she hasn't been in the past and um but it doesn't mean you shouldn't ask the question right like if you have a question you should ask it that's journalism Mm -hmm. The way that Max asked it, I thought, was sort of disguising a, re- a way that Rhonda normally is, is asked this question. Almost to the extent of like, hey, I know you don't like to answer this question, but I'm going to ask it in a more positive way. And I think Rhonda was just like, come on. That's she, bullshit. She, I'm not she, I'm not stupid. She, she took it as passive aggression? Right. I, that's what I think. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, look, that makes sense. But look, here, here's the thing, right? We know... That she is not good with this stuff. We know that she doesn't like this stuff, and I felt, I felt it was real emotion. Now, did, does does she look good standing up there? Does it look good being in conflict with the media? It doesn't, especially to casual fans who don't really know you. They go, "Oh wow, you know that girl is a is a, it, it, you know I don't like I, I don't call women by this word, but that girl's a bitch." You know, that's the initial thing that that
1: it comes was- out. Wasn't there a story? Correct me if I'm wrong. Where she was on like Jimmy Kimmel, and then they tell them not to ask her specifically. Do not ask her about MMA. I think what, was I, it, was I it Kimmel. Think, I think that's kind of the deal when you book Ronda for these yep. shows. Yeah, which which is, which is like I, I mean, look, look, look. I've dealt with that before in in my industry, and. It's really hard to be a journal to use one of your words and not <laughs> ask the tough questions. I mean, sometimes you just have to, but I, I personally am not a fan of that.
0: Well, look, Ellen, right? Ellen, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, those are entertainment shows. Those aren't journalistic shows. But ESPN is a is a journalism show. That there is an element of entertainment, entertainment sports, uh, you know, network, right? Um, but I think she was just as offended by sort of the trying to disguise a tough question or one a question that she may not want to answer as like Max is her buddy, I think she kinda of yeah. defends offense to that. So yeah, not maybe. a good not a good look, but real emotion from a real athlete, from a real star, right? She wasn't John Cena and Roman Reigns and the Miz robot in that mode, which I thought made it stand out, and that's why I think it's getting a lot of play. It's getting a lot of Twitter, you know, Twitter uh, posts and stuff because she was like, "I'm not really gonna do what you want me to do with this
1: question." So- yeah, she's. Uh, it's like she's she's good at doing the media stuff. Right, because she she is a good talker, but I feel like what well, what she's going to have to do, in my opinion, is she's going to have to really have a good first year in WWE. And then I, I feel like if she does, in maybe a year or so, these questions are just not going to come up as frequently. Because it'll, it'll be mostly about her WWE career. You know, bringing up her UFC losses would be kind of ancient history in a way. Sort of like with Brock, you know, people don't really bring up the Brock loss to him that much anymore. It's been so long.
0: Well, and, and so that's my question, which is... Does Max Kellerman ask Brock that same question in that same way?
1: I have no idea. I mean, I don't. I don't think. So. I don't know because Brock was there, and I feel like um, you know, Coach was there for that interview, and I feel like he he never really brought that up. But but also Brock seems to handle that better. I don't know. I, I don't know. Are you, are you are you trying to imply that you think that Kellerman's sexist?
0: No, no, no. Is that no. your implication? No, no, no. I don't think he's sexist. I think with Brock, you know that if you ask that question, he might walk off the, the stage. Right? He might, well, that was he, a stupid question. And yeah. leave, right? I mean, he even told our boy Dave Meltzer that he was yeah. asking a dumb question one time. That was a
1: stupid question. And we
0: know Dave doesn't ask dumb questions. Um, right. <laughs> um, and so the second the second uh, video that kind of went went out there and went viral was uh, her with uh, Mike Golick, and he similarly asked uh, asked a question about Rhonda and uh, in the same in the same vein, right? It, you could tell she wasn't interested in the way that he asked this question. He was kind of was beat, this when she Ronda revealed
1: Bush. that the, was this when she revealed that she did not have a time machine, <laughs> right?
0: Okay, he said back in time, and she. Knowingly that she kind of making fun of him taking that question literally, and again, I think sh- I think to her it's like I, I you know if you want to if you want to be brave and ask me that question like go ahead and ask it I'm not going to answer it but don't try to play me for a fool by making this question seem positive I, I, and it's really the same question that I'm always getting that I'm not answering so I thought it was real I thought it was. Uh, if she doesn't answer it in these ways, we probably don't even really pay attention to it. I probably don't see it on all over Facebook and Twitter, but I can understand from the fans who are a little frustrated with the way that she answered just because it was conflict. It was a conflict. She created a conflict on a normal question, but I I also think that it stands out in a way that John Cena and Roman Reigns and The Miz and guys like that who also do the media – they they would never cuz they're company you know they're company men they're the company men from a publicly traded company and guess what puppets Corporate puppets uh, you know whatever i mean that's their job right but ronda ronda doesn't give a shit she is more about herself as her own personal brand and her and her own emotion really what it is you know so she, she's basically an 80s wrestler essentially i i mean i don't know if she's dr d david schultz but um, you know, she, no she, no, I'm on now, bro.
1: <laughs> nobody's Doctor D. Well, but, but, uh, so do you? But do you think that maybe her being like that is going to, in a weird way, kind of give them a little more publicity? and that those those videos, if things, if it was just a regular interview, would those videos have gone, you know, quasi viral? I don't think do so. What I'm and, and and That's if,
0: what I'm if, I, if I'm WWE, here's how I play it, right? Because if we go back to Raw, she's on TV. Uh, she's in a segment with Kurt. And then Absolution comes out, and Paige is calling her baby girl. <laughs> she called her that like ten times. Uh, baby poor, girl, you poor should... poor Paige. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been a rough few uh,
1: few 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 years yeah. for her. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> actually, actually,
0: actually, liked Paige in the segment because I think Paige uh, kind of carried the segment. But um, you know, the the idea was that Paige is like, hey, you know, you're by yourself. I don't know if Kurt's got your back, but we can have your back, and we want to invite you to absolution. And Rhonda was like, "I appreciate it, but no, I'm good." And so they had Mandy Rose and um, Sonia Deville attack her, and uh, she clotheslined the hell out of uh, out of Sonia Deville, um, and then uh, put Mandy uh, Mandy in in the armbar, and so she was very angry with the. You know, with the demon red eye makeup under her eyes, whatever that was, and so if I'm WWE, I play it off as like, "Look, this is how Ronda is before fights. Like, she's in her zone. You don't mess with Ronda two weeks before her fight. This is real to her. That's how I play it off, right? She's a she's a complete asshole to these to these ESPN journalists who probably don't really care that much about WWE, and thus this this is the Ronda you see." before fight time you got the smiley ronda at royal rumble happy to be here just want to do my job wanna you know i just want to be part of the team but i see where you're coming from But come fight time you get the real ronda you get the the ronda who's locked in and that's how i would play it on wwe tv
1: well they they did do your idea where they had the – the well, it was kind of a combination of our ideas. I wanted to go more comedic with it, which was the Triple H Stephanie segment with them training. And But the thing is, dude, look, and I'm not saying this from somebody who's familiar with, you know, like the business or whatever the case is or UFC or anything, but – we all know that Stephanie McMahon is in great shape. Same thing with with Paul. You know they they have those fitness videos. They they're in very good physical condition. I mean, her dad is Vince McMahon. He he's all about you know being in shape. But I just don't buy her as being tough. I just can't. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just can't buy her as being a, a I'm not not tough in the sense of like taking bumps and licking her wounds tough is in the sense of having a single iota of a chance of beating of beating ronda rousey in a fight i don't give a damn if ronda lost to amanda nunez 18 times in a row (laughs) you you know what i mean like like there's just no chance stephanie has and i I was kind of hoping they would play that up for the audience to kind of give them a little you know to give them a little i I guess um a little teaser of what could happen at, at the big show but uh they didn't do it uh, maybe they will do it on the go home. But I, I, one thing I will tell you is, I absolutely loved the promo work that they did. These Paul is so good, bro, and Stephanie's so good too. Because uh, the, the promo where he's like, you know, this isn't the octagon, you know. We and then she's like, this is my ring. I was raised here yeah, and all yeah. that. I really enjoy that stuff. They're they're so good at what they do. You know what I mean? They that's why like yeah, I agree that Stephanie's to sell a bit more and all that, but. They're pretty – I don't – it's like I'm sick of heel authority figures. I'm, I've been sick of it for years. But they're so good that I kind of want them to stick around.
0: So I agree with you. I thought the video was really good. The only part that I didn't like was when their trainer was like – you know they're they're just as good as professional you know real professional athletes. I thought that. I was mean Triple
1: goofy. H is like I've been beating up Kurt Angle for years, and <laughs> then they showed the. Why have they not played into the fact that Kurt Angle at one time almost seduced Stephanie? Bro, where's that? That's
0: angle at? why I thought they were gonna have the match because I thought they were gonna lead down that way. Now the Ronda thing changes it, and I sort of I'm I'm sort of okay with that because um you know it, that that it's a, it's a, it would be a secondary storyline compared to just Ronda Rousey being there but that's why i wanted them to have the match originally before Ronda because i thought that would be great uh, a great callback to 1999
1: or whatever it was 2000 maybe yeah 2000 2000 now maybe kurt should just like say you know maybe he should come on and say like um i don't know by the way i kissed your wife you know or so just maybe one line that mm-hmm. might be enough
0: no, that, yeah, that's that's, that's awesome. That, I mean, that would be awesome for them to do that. Now, what did you think about Rhonda? So, so I, I agree with you. Stephanie is not tough. And I'm not exactly sure if they were trying to sell that. What they were trying to sell is that Stephanie is not a pushover, but it's more about the fact that they are the bosses and that they're going to be able to get their way no matter what. And I think that was necessary to put into the angle because, like you said, there's there, there's no real, um, it's not it's not realistic to even think that Stephanie has a chance with Ronda in a real fight for any more than three, even, than three seconds, right? This is like right. uh, this is. Do you, like, so,
1: so do you think they're gonna do like the female? And I, I, this actually could happen now that I think about it. Uh, Post Mania, the female version of Austin McMahon. I think that's kind of what this thing is set up to be that's what it sounds like but I mean it's gonna continue like Stephanie will get other wrestlers and stick them on uh, on Ronda yeah. you know like Nia Jax's babyface but like you know maybe they can bring up some monsters or whatever and they could do stuff like that I mean th- th- to keep the story going so when she loses that mania she can't handle it you know what I mean and um, and, and you know then it continues they, yeah. they could do that yeah cause it's her it's gonna be like she couldn't beat Ronda
0: but it's going to be her life's destiny to find someone who can beat Ronda because Ronda's just a rookie. She shouldn't be able to beat all of their trained wrestlers. Like it's going right. to be her goal to find someone to to finally beat Ronda. I think yeah, I think it's I think it's really good actually.
1: It could work for the rest of the year. That could be the angle for the rest of the year if they wanted it to be.
0: And and I think now we're talking a year into the future, right? I think the way that I would do it is I would have uh, I would have the four horsewomen. Come into picture, or maybe just Shayna. And eventually, I would have Shayna turn on Rhonda um, in sort of a Paul Orndorf, Hulk Hogan kind of way, where she's just sort of jealous of. Of, uh, of of everything that Rhonda has, jealous eyes. <laughs> well, I mean, not not quite jealous eyes. But not it. for Travis Brown. Like, no, sure. no, no, not Travis Brown. He 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 has not the male version of of the great Miss Elizabeth.
1: In nobody any, in is, way, bro. Shape, Let's form, be real. Fashion. Nobody's the male but, but version. Th-
0: but think about this. Think about this story from the perspective of of Shayna Baszler, right? Shayna Baszler is a pioneer in women's MMA. You know, kind of from the beginning, fighting in barns. You know, fighting, uh, fighting against uh, people from the crowd in, in, in a sense. And so, and she, yeah,
1: Ronda comes around exactly, and gets all this love. Exactly. Yeah, it, it makes sense. You and,
0: know. and so if you have them together and they're just running roughshod over everybody, at some point, Shayna, Shayna turns and now you got to fight. You got a real fight between two real fighters. And maybe there's something in the fact that I mean, a fake
1: fight between two real fighters.
0: Yeah, but you play it up as real, as real as possible. This
1: is not some new Japan, you know, well, in they, I, mean, I mean I mean
0: they could make it look UWFI if they
1: wanted to, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean I don't I mean I'll be honest, I don't know if they're good enough, but hopefully by then they will be, you know.
0: Um and, and, then, so. and then you have the, the thing with, with, with Shana, which is okay, Rana, you might be the better fighter, but I'm the better professional wrestler and that's why i'm gonna beat you and then she beats Rhonda, and then you have uh you, you know you have a whole thing right there so i know we're, we're sort of booking into the future and and la rock kind of, is gonna be mad about that bro <laughs> no he's i don't know the, the politics they're gonna play no he's actually probably like nodding his head like yep that's a good idea that's a good idea i
1: like how when you say it, it's a good idea but when i say it it's like oh well you, no, you're just, not in my shoes it's just because you said that booking was easy that's why Well, no, I said booking Daniel Bryan and Miz was easy. (laughs) That's what I said. I can't even imagine the nightmare of the Undertaker and Cena, which we're going to get to probably shortly here. But that's confusing. Actually,
0: actually, uh, let's—I was going to go to the Daniel Bryan thing, but since you brought it up, let's talk about Cena and Undertaker. We it nothing happened again.
1: Well, I mean, it's like more promos and Cena making really strange faces into the camera.
0: Oh my god! The Kane
1: match. So this is what's weird. The Kane match was fine. I don't understand why they closed with it if they weren't going to have Taker come out. Like I feel like that was sort of clickbait. Like, they closed with the show, so it's okay. they were going to have a big finale with Taker coming out, the gongs, and they did not do it. There were other matches and segments that could have closed that show, including the Lesnar Roman segment, which I loved. Um, but I guess they did it early because they didn't want to lose the audience. I get it. That's fine. Um, but You know what segment? You know what quarter hour uh, was the
0: highest was the second, which ended with the Ronda stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean that that could have also closed if they wanted to, uh, but again, I don't really care about you know Pages Group, um, but still, you know, I, I feel like they they kind of made you think. Okay, something's going to happen here. You know, they're, they're kind of messing with the, 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 not the hardcore fan, the longtime fan who's watched Raw and knows kind of how they order things, you know, because that's what they do. They usually end Raw with some kind of big cliffhanger, especially on the road to Mania. Yep. And they didn't do it. It was just he cut the promo and, and he walked away and then was like, okay, next week. And I'm just, I, I the match is happening. It's funny because I've had some people actually say, "Does this mean the match is not happening?" Like, brother, how long have you been watching wrestling? <laughs> it's happening.
0: It's just, well, I guess it is working in that sense, right? It is to but, me. To me and you, it's not really working, but to some fans, they they are really making them wonder.
1: But shouldn't they finally just? An, I, I just find it weird that they're going to actually do the announcement on the Go Home show. We don't know if Taker's going to actually be there. They might just wait till Mania to, un- to unveil him. And here's the thing I'm going to say right now, okay? My opinion, this would have been much more effective if we didn't see Taker at the at the anniversary raw. The fact that we saw him there, I think, takes a little bit away from this. It'd be more. It'd be better if they kept the mystery all the way to where we haven't seen him in a year. You know?
0: Um, you know what? I really, you know what I really wish. Yeah. You know what I really wish Cena would have done. And and I wish he would have. Called back to that Raw, um, the anniversary Raw, and tried to decipher if Undertaker was speaking in code, and to try and really figure. Like the the I, I think I think the idea is that Cena is so obsessed with having a match that he has turned on the Undertaker and pretty much unfairly turned on the that, Undertaker yeah. just to get him. Like he's so obsessed with having a match, and so. He should really kind of go crazy. Like, he should just, like, be reading into things. Like, watching the...
1: the uh, Shouldn't watching he... The th- co- if he wants a match, why is not he just going in the Andre Battle Royal, like everybody else? Well, because he's not a jabroni. Okay, but being in the, in the crowd <laughs> with,
0: with the smelly fans is better? I mean, come on now. <laughs> you never know. He might He might be right
1: next to you and your boy. What was that he might be? What was that Bill Belichick line, you know, if you... If you Think like a fan. You're going to end up being one of them. Not one, maybe. Um, but so, well, so the I, real line is—is is, uh, what did the creative team say? That's that's the real Bill Belichick <laughs> line. But yeah, continue. So I, I just wish that he would have like
0: been. You see him in the background. He's trying to analyze like what Taker said because Taker, you know, speaks in code, and he's like. Oh, that means that he's ready to come back. And then that kicks off him, like, really, like, going after Taker. I think they could have done a a lot better job with this. I don't like John Cena as, like, his character to me is coming off as, like, um, you're going to love this analogy. Jennifer Aniston. He's the Jennifer Aniston of the WWE. Do you know what I mean by that?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Okay, have you ever seen (laughs) that movie... He's just not that into you. I don't think so. Okay, so the movie is. I about, really haven't. So the movie. I mean, the movies that you know that line though. The movie's about like, like you you want to be together with this guy. You can want as hard as you can, but he's just not that into you, so it's not going to work. Like that's who John Cena is. He's like, he's like begging the Undertaker, and I'm just like, bro, the Undertaker's not that into you. Like, let, let it go. I'm at that point with the storyline.
1: Yeah, but it's also like, uh, I guess you're right. I don't, I don't know. I think it's 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 made Cena look a little silly. That that's what I'm trying to say. And I don't know if they really should be doing that. I mean, Cena's the kind of guy who he can go in there and lose to Taker and then come back like you know in a few months or even the next time on Raw and just bounce right back. You know, with a new feud like when he lost to Rock. You know, at Mania tw- uh, 2012, 2000. Uh, 2000- that's 2012 yeah uh, 28 uh he came back the next night and started the brock feud so i mean all you gotta do is have him get laid out again by a heel and he's right back into it so he can lose i think cena can lose i yeah. think he's 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 not he hasn't hit that point like jericho did a few years ago where he was losing too much i don't think he's hit that point yet so he can lose i think and i think he um i think they, they probably will go in that direction but it is a bit silly going into this big wrestlemania match
0: all right, so probably you know more than likely we'll see the Undertaker next week. If we don't, um, it'll. Uh, I think we talked about this. It'll be like WrestleMania 31, where he just shows up on the show. Um, okay, so uh, if we move to uh, the match that we said has kind of created the maybe the most interest in the show is the return of Daniel Bryan. There was a situation with Shane McMahon that was reported that um, he developed a massive infection. Uh, and a hernia due to acute diverticulitis while vacationing with his family in the Caribbean.
1: Not dysentery. No. <laughs> so wait, so are you telling? Are you telling me that he's good friends with Glenn Buterol, like our boy Canelo? Bro? Is that what you're telling me right now, <laughs> Mister Buterol? Is that what's going on? Well, think, oh, let's, of, think let's of blame the Spanish food. Let's blame the Spanish food now. The spicy food. Okay.
0: Well, think of all the guys that have that have gotten this in the you know in in WWE. Um, Brock, uh, Vince. Uh, Ross, all
1: steak eaters, man. Stains, Shane's just been eating a ton of steak. Hey, LaRocca, that's your next big character for, for premiere, Glenn Buterol. His <laughs> finisher is going to be called the Needle in the Haystack. <laughs> that's a good one. I just made this. I just sold. I, you know how many tickets just sold right now? Yeah. I sold at least 15 tickets right now with that idea.
0: You might, you might be able to headline uh, Daily City at Cow Palace with that one. Oh, are you going to
1: that? the The, uh new japan yeah i'm sure i will i would go if i was if i was over there yeah no okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh you were saying no i was just so so shane so so the story
0: comes out that shane is is ill and he's in the hospital and uh you know he's got antibiotics running through his veins and uh that he's gonna have to have hernia surgery once the infection is cleared so the thought was okay Who's going to tag with Daniel Bryan now? Shane is obviously out. Yes. Yet on SmackDown uh, today, right? Daniel Bryan cut a promo and said that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are currently still fired. Though, if they beat Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, they get their jobs back. And if they lose, then they're still fired. He said Which, that Shane was going like. to wrestle. Yep. Can you wrestle like is I mean, is that a a sort of a disguising of, you know, something else happening or is Shane really like if he's got to have hernia surgery, if he has the surgery, he cannot he's not going to be able to wrestle. So are they going to postpone the hernia surgery just so he could have this match?
1: I mean, I they what they could do is play it safe and do a very simple storyline where Daniel Bryan works most of the match, tags into Shane, but then Shane's diverticulators kicks in. Sort of like what they did with Lesnar, um, and they remember Lesnar and Roman the first time, they had teased that, you know, when he was holding his gut that his diverticulators had come back. So they could always play that into the finish where Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn specifically target Shane McMahon's, you know, midsection and that ends up leading to to, to him uh, losing and then Daniel Bryan being disappointed. You know, that that is a possibility. Health-wise, I can't really make that call, but they could have this match to where Daniel Bryan works 90% of then changes just goes in there and, and gets pinned, and, and, and in a way sort of, you know, ruining Daniel Bryan's big comeback, which I don't like because the whole thing I thought they were going to do was have Daniel Bryan do the yes chant, you know, at some point in the show and sort of relive Mania 30 again in the same building. You know, but if he loses – I don't like the idea of him losing, but he has to lose because Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn are coming back. I mean, they're not going to be, they're not going to stay fired. Sure. Yeah. No, I I I agree with that. Yeah. They can get around it. They can get around it, but I, I guess it all depends on how Shane feels. Maybe he doesn't feel that bad. I mean, I really don't know, but he can always work a short one. I don't know. I guess, or, or he's just the greatest worker of all time and went to the, to the hospital. Just, just, just for this angle. Actually, that's a good idea, bro. So uh, besides besides Glenn Buterall, his manager, his valet is going to be called Annie Bionics. <laughs> there you go, bro. I don't know what her finish is going to be yet, but the MRSA. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> the MRSA, bro. Well, I'm uh, telling you, bro, we're, 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 I'm giving away too many good ideas right here.
0: Um, okay, so, so – uh, it could be like you said if Shane, Shane loses the match, Daniel's a little bit disappointed and maybe they build cuz you remember they were building a feud where they were not getting along at all like Daniel Bryan you know was doing things that Shane didn't want him to do and then Daniel Bryan's off the show and so I thought they had dropped that honestly it, I, it feels that way I mean they could always pick it back up though right all it takes is for Shane to to lose the match and and you know you know it would be kind of interesting. I, I don't know if I would do this. It would take a little bit of balls for for the creative. But Daniel Bryan comes back to form a heel stable with Owens and, and Zayn. That is ballsy. In That's the, something they could do later on. Yeah, but in like you know, so you've got like this the ultimate baby face of all time making his comeback. But really, the only reason he came back was to. You know what w- w- was to turn on Shane and really create the super indie, you know, f- the super indie uh, stable. I wouldn't do it because there's so there's so much there's so much money and Daniel Bryan as a baby face and probably I don't know if WWE sees him this way, but hell, like he's he's like the top guy right now, you know, and there's so much money in that. So I mean, it would be it would probably be really stupid to to turn him heel, but you know that they that's just that that's that's a dumb idea even even though it is slightly creative it's kind of dumb for for money reasons but still i wouldn't put it past
1: them yep i know i, I think i, I don't <sighs> daniel Bryan in a heel stable sounds on paper cool him as a heel right now with his comeback i don't know because yeah it's too soon bro but he is a great heel i mean he really is a great heel he can be for sure. For sure. Yeah, he has been. He has been. Uh, in but, Ring of Honor, but you know, a you know for, you, for a whole
0: year, you know, what happens is, is he turns heel and they just cheer him harder. So <laughs> it's yeah, like, especially
1: with that, with those two guys with him who yeah. are also kind of beloved by the fans. Yeah. I mean, maybe I mean, you never know. Maybe. I mean, I would like to see, you know, when Seth uh, or when Dean comes back, you do that faction against the shield at some point. They, there's a lot of things you could do with that. Forget it. Bring back Faction Warfare like 97, bro. Los Barriquas and shit, bro. Bring it back. Why not? (laughs) Um,
0: Okay, so uh, there's a couple of news bits that came out of SmackDown today um, that we'll get to right now. But just uh, reminding folks that last week we promised to to give our thoughts on the match placement of, of WrestleMania, which we'll do at the very end of the show. Um, so actually let's talk about a couple things that came out of SmackDown one of them which being that Rusev was added to the US title match which right. at, at this point totally fine like the three way was a little stale um, it's probably still pretty stale but at least with Rusev you the know crowd the, fa- will the crowd will be into it right It's they they, you, they have gotten the crowd into this match just by putting him in, in the match
1: I think what they should do is one of two things either have him straight up win it or have him get fucked out of it, leading to a to the legitimate babyface turn, which actually we kind of already got. But you know, I like the idea of him almost winning the U.S. title and then not getting it, and then the idea is like, you know, like he maybe gender screws him, and then you have the you can do the gender one on one feud with Rusev, um, which I thought they had teased. Like, wasn't there like a tease last year they were gonna death feud for the for the WWE title, and they didn't do it. So, you know, um,
0: yeah, I'd be do- I, I'd, I'd be th- down with either of those scenarios.
1: Yeah. Plus, I, I I'm okay with it being a four way because RAW already has a three way for the IC. So it's like you don't want to have like the same match. Remember WrestleMania 20? How they had like both tag title matches were like these random four ways. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you don't yeah, want yeah. you don't want to do that. Yeah, you want to mix it up.
0: So in addition, the other thing that was sort of newsworthy is that uh, Charlotte had some dental work done, and you know how that is when it goes to having dental work. Um, and so she was not feeling or I, I think it was more of like a um, it was more of like a sort of a physical appearance kind of thing for her. Like maybe she's got, you know, she's still got some puffiness or something going on. And so she she was off tonight's show. She was supposed to face uh, Natty again in a rematch. Um, and she's also out of the Mixed Match Challenge. There was a thing and I, don't, I actually don't know what happened. It, it it already happened, but I haven't I haven't followed up with what's going on. There were they you had to vote in Becky. Um, Lana or uh, Carmella to replace Charlotte because she wasn't able to do the match tonight so um, I think she'll be okay I mean you know it's just if if it's just sort of a visual thing uh, um, a cosmetic thing you know two weeks is is enough for her for her face to to get a little bit better and her the swelling and whatever it was that happened I I don't know exactly the dental thing that happened but um So she was off the show, but – so they didn't really get to do anything from the Charlotte-Asuka standpoint. They'll probably go full bore. I I would imagine that Asuka has to show up on SmackDown next week.
1: I don't even know why she's still on Raw. Like I don't understand that. And and don't don't say, oh, well, she's still a Raw talent. When Chris Benoit won the Royal Rumble in 2004 – he immediately came to Raw, a challenge for the belt, and immediately became a Raw guy. So yeah. I just don't, no, that doesn't work for me. Like she's, she should be working either both shows or working SmackDown too. Like I don't, I don't know why they are doing this. I, I don't really understand it to be honest. But um, I was gonna say, uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know about why mm-hmm. she's. And that's the thing is I can find out because somebody who I know is pretty close with her so I can probably ask about that. I didn't even know until you just told me so maybe I'll ask about it tomorrow if it's actually like a dental thing or or what, you know, but I have no idea. Um, I mean it's whatever really. Yeah, I mean I I'm pre- I'm pretty I'm about a, I'm 100% sure
0: that that's what it is um and 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 you know she's got she probably she probably wanted to work, right? Cuz that's just how these folks are wired and and then someone probably said, like, hey, like, you don't have to do it. So just, you know, just take a week off. It's fine. But th- that just means they do have to full-court press next week with with uh, what happens with
1: Charlotte and Asuka. What, uh, do you, what do you think about this, the, the, the supposed 205 Live tag team titles? Another belt that's not going to matter. Uh,
0: you know, it's probably uh, too much. But if it's restricted to 205 Live show – and raw here and that cuz all they do is do tag matches on raw with those guys right so you could effectively just do more tag matches on raw and then just you know have a tag title on 205 live that you defend once every other show like if you if you defend the tag title in one show and then the real title in another show then it's, and you go back and forth like I, I who cares like it won't hurt anything because it's not like they're there. It's not like they have this great established show that if they add things to it will hurt it, like they're just trying to find something that that works because it's still even even with Triple H uh having a big um uh, uh, you know he it, he he's had he has a big presence on that show now. Even with him, like that, nothing has really happened from a you know from a perspective of of popularity. Um, the show's probably better, like I, I think this tournament has actually helped people uh really see. 205 live for what it was originally thought to be which is you know kind of like a worker show and, and exciting and high flying and I think the matches in this tournament have been pretty good and good enough to where people have given it another chance which is really good but I don't think it's really grown in popularity too much um but yeah I mean it, it, it can't it it can't hurt I don't know if it's gonna help. Uh it's it's like you said, it's gonna be a nothing title. So they
1: they would they would need more wrestlers. Like if they if they get like the bucks or something, okay, then I get why they would have that belt. You know, <laughs> if but they, they, if they, they
0: if they if they got the bucks guys. and put them on two oh five live, that would be just as idiotic as turning Daniel Bryan heel right now. I agree. I would watch every week though that I would do. They have my view. Yeah. But I don't watch that show. So you mentioned earlier that you really liked the thing that they did with Roman and Brock playing off of last week. Where Roman I did. got stuck in the handcuffs and had to take German suplexes with handcuffs on, um, and th- Ouch. this this week uh, Paul Heyman kind of called him out for not being uh, a true you know Samoan worker of you know the, the, the Afa and Sika like those guys I would never know. miss work.
1: He's got he's got to come out with the big drumstick,
0: <laughs> and so uh, like he, Islander music, and, and so he calls him out, and Roman does show up, and he just gets brutalized again and doesn't have the handcuffs to uh to use the excuse for huh. this time
1: it was very old school um which I liked and it's obvious you know he's gonna win you know he's gonna win but they got to have the bad guy beat him up you know for a while I love that spot where he ran up on the steps and then got caught in the German it would have been a good mania spot but I like the way I, I liked I like the beat down I really did
0: and then the the f5 onto the steps that uh, looked nasty uh, too. pretty brutal brutal. yeah he's right looked like he like dropped him right on his uh stomach or his windpipe yeah i'm wondering if they're gonna switch this to an odq match that's what that's what was my question after watching that too and i think they should you know, yeah, at, well, at the
1: end then they have an out. Then like Roman can hit him with a chair and then spear him and then it's like we'll you use the weapon to beat the monster, you know, which I'm okay with because I like the idea of a babyface chopping down a heel with a weapon like that that does work.
0: Look, as long as they um don't book some of these other matches to to have lots of interference and lots of tables and chairs, then by the time them if they do, you know, if they do main event and we'll talk about that in a bit when we do the match order, if they main an event and the crowd is tired, at least you can utilize, you know, some other stuff that the crowd hasn't seen yet, like chairs and like steps and, and you know, tables if they wanna if they you know if they want to use tables. I don't know, has Brock taken a table before?
1: Um he has, I just don't remember when the last time was. He definitely has. I just don't remember when. So yeah. Oh, um didn't he take one with Kane, chokes him through a table in Royal Rumble, right? You, you gotta be, sure. You're you're
0: the one with the good memory on this stuff. That's yeah, why I'm I asked pretty you.
1: sure he took, he took it there. And then also during the uh, remember Samoa Joe laid him mm-hmm. out on the table during their match. Mm-hmm. I know he's I mean, had,
0: he had. I know he's had like announcer yeah. tables like dropped on him, and he's probably been put through the announcer table. But I don't know if he actually took. Like a like a like a table like uh to the outside or something. But um okay, so uh so that you know, they're they're definitely I still I still like the match. I still think it's gonna be good. I know people are kind of lukewarm on it, but I still think it's gonna be really good.
1: No, I think I think it will be. I don't think the match quality will be bad. I wonder how the crowd'll react, but I just don't see them cheering for Roman Reigns. He was getting booed tonight it's just or not boot not booed. he people were cheering for Brock so it's just you just gotta you know roll with the punches guys
0: all right we'll go through quick hits of these last couple topics before we get to our uh, match order here so uh Shinsuke uh, Nakamura and AJ I'm still not feeling it
1: I'm not feeling it either I mean the match will be good but there's just no story here it's like Shinsuke's playing mind games with AJ you know saying you know you're 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 too emotional is the story and and, and I don't I think the story they're trying to tell is that AJ hasn't been able to defeat Nakamura yet, and he's worried he's going to lose again, right? And that is a logical storyline. Like that is one that has been done before. But I feel like, you know, having your babyface use that do that fake confidence, your top babyface in the brand, doesn't really do him any favors. It's, it's not as I don't know if it's as bad as what Cena's been doing, but it just doesn't do him any favors. Um, uh, what about Sasha and Bailey? They do a pull
0: apart on raw. I, I, I think they're in the, the, um, women's battle Royal. Uh, it was kind of interesting that they, they did the turn now instead of maybe like post
1: WrestleMania who, who, where who's the heel though? I'm I, confused. I guess it's Sasha, right? Yeah. By the way, did you see the WWE comic book thing about that? Mm-mm. So I don't read the WWE comics, but it was a meme that had kind of gone quasi viral, but basically In the WWE comics, I I think it was actually Sasha and Bayley, they got into a fight in a locker room that looked almost identical to the one they shot on Raw, the yellow lockers and everything, like six months or a year ago in the comic. And that's weird to me. So you're telling me that the comic is canon to WWE storyline? Well, no, I'm not telling you that because the comic has like zombies and like Steve (laughs) Austin still in there, but... Somebody in WWE, like production, maybe they read the comic and were like, "Let's do it this way." It's weird when they do stuff like that. It's very rare. Remember the That's comic? I think the comic funny. has like, I think in the comic like Randy Orton gets possessed by a demon or something, bro. It's weird. I don't. I don't read them for that very reason. All right, man.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into that. I can barely keep up with the Star Wars stuff. Well, I don't want to anymore, but still, that's a whole other story. You keep hating on that movie, that poor movie. You've turned The Last Jedi babyface, by the way. You know that, right? (laughs) No, I have not. No, I have not. Because
1: now now I've seen more and more people jump to the light side and agree with me. I have seen so many people now trash that movie more than than three months ago.
0: I don't know, man. I I, I think you've turned a babyface. I want to buy like 10 copies now. You're being a douche for no reason. (laughs) I've done nothing to you. I've
1: done nothing to you. (laughs) Um, i was gonna go it today i didn't
0: uh another another quick thing um why do you think michael cole is the anti matt hardy ultimate deletion guy like what 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 is what does it do for this storyline for michael
1: cole to be the one who is constantly shitting on it i I think it's supposed to be originally it was a like he's speaking through like vince is speaking through him Mm -hmm. but i think i think now i'm not gonna lie i kind of want some wackiness i'm okay with like them doing a Matt Hardy, Michael Cole feud, just the idea of Michael Cole getting stuck on his ranch and like having to deal with the spiritual entities that are there, it's just total like cheesy wrestling good stuff. So again, I hate talking about this because WWE seems to always drop the ball when there's potentially great stuff that could happen. And I think this could be great. Like, I think that if they do something like that, where Matt Hardy spooks Michael Cole into kind of being like, okay, you know what? I, I, I'm a Mattitude follower. We wouldn't really want that. I'm woken. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, they really want to get wacky because, look, Michael Cole's not, nobody takes him seriously. He's just not Jim Ross. They could have it to where when he goes to the ranch and, and Matt Hardy, like, you know, scares him and brainwashes him. They could randomly have it to where during wrestling matches on television, Michael Cole goes into a trance, starts talking like Matt Hardy during the matches, right, and then goes back to normal again. Doesn't realize he's doing it. That'd be funny. I know, bro. That's another one for Larocca right there, bro. <laughs> these are like these are like ticket selling ideas right here.
0: Larocca La got to book uh, broken Matt Hardy one time, or maybe even more than one time. Was it? Was he broken, or was it before he became broken? No, he was broken. That's pretty awesome. Yeah,
1: that's pretty awesome.
0: He was good too. Yeah. I was I was impressed. I got to see a match with uh, Broken Matt Hardy, and uh, our boy JR Kratos, and it was that's good. Wacky. It was a good match. It was a good match. Matt Hardy was in. I th- he was in way better shape than I thought he was going to be too. I was impressed. Did Matt do the honors? Of course not. Come on.
1: <laughs> okay, just wondering. <laughs>
0: um, so uh, the so. What if what uh, what if do you, what if Cole gets thrown into the uh, – what, what is it? The Lake of Reincarnation? That's what I'm
1: saying. He goes in there. Wouldn't it be awesome if he went into the Lake of Reincarnation and Jim Ross came out? That would be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? That would be awesome. But no. It, it, what if I he think comes back be... as Mitchell Cole? Then Jericho's got to come back at some point. Yep. I mean – by the way, are they doing Jericho Naito in the summer? Is that confirmed already? Not confirmed. Jericho's
0: keeping his stuff close to the vest. Man. Like I, I expect right. expe- you know because I was at the Long Beach show, Um and I expected Jericho to come out. Like I was like, this is a good time for him to come out. Nope, no Jericho. So I don't know what they're doing. That's a Dominion main
1: event right there, Jericho Naito. It
0: could be Dominion. It could be Cow Palace. It could be you know. It could be on any one of their big shows for sure.
1: Is he doing the G one? No, there's no way. Would you yeah, want to do I- the G one? No, hell no. <laughs> I mean, it would also be too much Jericho. They want to. I don't think they should be having him on TV all the time either. Yeah, or on not on TV on on shows.
0: Absolutely. I mean, if Jericho does the G one, he'd have to have uh, DDP in his corner, like taking him through DDP yoga after every match. Well, I'd be okay with that. That I'd be okay. That's a, that's actually pretty good. They should do that. Yeah. Anything with DDP, I'm I'm on board for. You're you're in you're in on anything DDP, even if he does the uh, the uh,
1: the old the old character the with the smile and everything. I'm fine with that too, brother. More more dental jokes, why not? D- are you surprised that Bam Bam Bigelow did not get put in the Hall of Fame this year? I because I, I, cause I remember that was the rumor. Well, wat, I, watching
0: I, uh, watching Becky Lynch, I swear to God, I thought that they were going to lead to her uh, her ring outfit and say that Bam Bam Bigel is going into the into the Hall of Fame. Did you see what she was wearing today? The Bam Bam – yeah, the, the, I know. She, lo- she yeah. looked like Bam Bam. I was like, wow, like w- what? There has to be a reason she's wearing that singlet. I'm thinking
1: – that – yeah. The, the Bam Bam thing. Yeah, I'm thinking it's Jersey next year, Asbury Park. Probably a good, yeah. Probably good idea off. to hold them off. Yeah, yep. but I've also thought about – Who's left as far as like Hall of Fame headliners? Because there's not that many guys left as far as Hall of Fame headliners. You know, what I mean, you you have got factions, but like, okay, you've got what Taker, Rock, and Taker. Those are like the last two guys. Rock. Yeah, you've got Taker, Rock, Cena later, Brock yeah. later, Batista yeah. later, Randy yeah. Orton later, and then but you've also got um you know Lesnar also later. Like, I think I may have already said his name. Yeah. But um, other than that, Kane. Are they gonna let Kane headline a class? Mm,
0: probably not. He's been he there could, a while. He could be the second like second guy. The the yeah. semi,
1: he could be the semi main. And that's what I'm saying. They have there's not that many guys left to headline classes. I think I find that interesting.
0: Well, I mean they could do like when Hogan gets back into Good Graces, um NWO they could,
1: could do the, they yes. could do the N W O. Mr. Um, America. <laughs> they gotta put terra rising in there too so hunter gets hunter's gonna have four rings by the time this is all over with yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh I he's mean, gonna they, go they, in they haven't done they, evolution they, they could do evolution right well that's what i'm saying they're gonna do evolution they, dx terror rising they and did dx
0: already.
1: DX didn't go in yet i thought
0: dx went in oh was that sean just, that was sean just kevin went, nash
1: no that was sean and then they had the click come up to uh, at the mm. end so that's mm-hmm, what it was mm-hmm. yeah and then, then that's what I'm saying. And then they could have uh, Paul Levesque go in as the ambassador for NXT, and you know the the next Booker or whatever you want to call it. Like they they could put him in a few times. Yeah, um, Rock is the big one though.
0: When he decides to do it, they're they're like they gotta like just push that like
1: uh, through the roof. Absolutely, I don't think it'll be next year. I think, but we'll see. We'll see what they do.
0: Um, okay, so the last thing I wanted to ask you about is. And I, I don't know if you've you, you've uh, heard anything about this. Uh, who's going to be
1: Strowman's partner? I have no idea. Zero clue. I, I I feel like Elias is on his way to being a babyface. I feel like Samoa Joe would be effective. I literally have no idea. I have a feeling to come out there and be like, my partner is these hands, and it's going to be a handicap match. Yeah, but that could, might be a letdown. I
0: mean, he could do that, but like you said, it'll be a slight letdown. Um, yeah, you know, after I said, uh. Kurt Hawkins a few weeks ago. Now he's like campaigning for it. He's like putting all these pictures together with him and Braun uh together in the match and stuff. Like he's really trying to get that match.
1: He's a listener, bro. Well, that
0: means That's he's good. not gonna, that means he's not going to get it cuz they're not going to they're going to treat him
1: like Zack Ryder. Of course, they they were former tag partners, bro. The Dude Busters or whatever the <laughs> hell they were. They were What were the Edgeheads? The Edgeheads.
0: What edge if heads. it's like uh Mojo Raleigh? No, come on. I hate that guy. Oh, I would I would be so disappointed.
1: Mojo Raleigh, people who I never want to see again. Mojo Raleigh, Baron Corbin, Ty Dillinger, and Michael Elgin. I don't ever want to see them again.
0: You know, you know, if um, if they really had this thing planned out a little a little sooner than they did, because I don't think they you know, Braun was kind of the backup guy, so they, they were they weren't sure exactly what they wanted him to do. They could have actually um, gone back to someone like Ellsworth. Um, who would have yeah, worked about perfectly? That, like, like a,
1: a, a little guy, yeah, yeah, or
0: um, just you think of any? You know, I, th- this is not a good one, but you think of someone like uh, who is the who is the the one-legged guy, Zach, uh Zach,
1: Zach I was going to say Zach Ryder,
0: but but any uh, anybody yeah. who's who's slightly popular and maybe not. Uh, a, a top guy maybe someone who's on a, a main event a lot because what you could do is you could literally make a guy in a night and he's the tag team champions and then all of a sudden the fans see him in a different way that you know you've constantly been beating you know whoever it is for the last you know half a year and then maybe maybe you make you know maybe he become all of a sudden comes into the What if know.
1: it's dude? What if it's Husky Harris? Out of the lake of reincarnation.
0: You know if it was Six months from now, I think that would be a great idea.
1: Wyndham Rotunda, bro. Like I told you last week, going <laughs> to come out there and, and shoot cowboy. could we do that on edgy wrestling? Maybe, maybe it should be Skip Sheffield, like you said earlier. Why not, bro? I mean, he has to keep reading the secret, bro, and figure
0: it out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I think that's all that's all the news of, of what's going on, and we recap the big parts of the uh of the shows this he, week. He
1: should he should work J.R. Kratos in the main event and have Glenn Buterall referee it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Those are two
0: big men. Oh, by the way, um your boy Jeff Cobb, I saw him this weekend. That dude He's so good. He's so good. He had an amazing match with uh jonah jonah what is his name jonah rock i think his name is let me let me look it up you might hear typing in the background
1: yeah uh, i have no idea who that is actually i don't know who jonah rock is he's um he's uh, i guess
0: i think he's maybe an la guy i'm not exactly sure but this guy like so imagine you know G- jeff cobb is probably like my height uh but he's, yeah, like, but he's chiseled oh bro. my god he's like 260 pounds right just thick as a thick as all hell um and he's facing this guy who's probably even shorter than me but wider than Jeff and so these guys at the PWG show these guys are like throwing each other into the corner into the buckles they're like doing stuff where the the ring is actually like like lifting up from the from the floor like that's how hard these guys are going and uh, the the Jonah Rock guy did a did an Eddie Guerrero froggy splash from the top rope, which is I'm just I kind of like, oh,
1: come on, like just be a big man. But I mean, it was it was still pretty impressive. But those guys, dude, I'm still mad that Cobb never really got a fair shake. I don't think. I mean, I honestly feel that way. I don't think he ever got a fair shake. Remember, he they teased him coming in, and he never came in.
0: Well, I mean, the, he's finally out of. Um, he's finally going to be out of uh, Lucha Underground, from what I understand. So he'll be free, you know, he'll be free to do, to do something else. So, you know, he could, there, there, there's going to be opportunities for him, whether it's in new Japan, whether it's in ROH, you know, I don't know, TNA maybe like just, there's going to be opportunities for him because you know, you, uh, this is what I, I tweeted out when I was at PWG. I was Keep like, away from Michael Elgin though. It might be good for him actually to, to be near Michael Elgin. Cause then he doesn't get any heat. Um, no. I, t- I tweeted out that, you know, to that PWG audience, Jeff Cobb was more over than the Easter Bunny on his day. That's an old Conanism.
1: That is old, bro. <laughs> Almost like toss my salad and peel my potatoes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, bowdy, bowdy, kinda, and rowdy, rowdy. I'm actually – I am excited that um, Keith Lee got signed supposedly. Uh, I don't know. W- I, don't, I don't
0: know if that's going to happen. He just won the PWG title.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I was just going to say, I don't know if that's even a real story, but because uh, he, he's like the like Bob Sapp. I mean, he's not as chiseled as Bob Sapp, but he's got so much charisma. Uh, I know he had a really good match. He had a really, really good match with Jeff Cobb um, on Beyond Wrestling a, a little while ago. Um, it was, I think, a year ago. So th- those guys, two big dudes who are super athletic, you know, so that th- – I just feel like there's a lot of talent out there that they could use. Yeah, but, those hey. – the,
0: the, the- Very impressive. PWG was a fun show. I don't know if it was necessarily like my cup of tea for like a wrestling show, but the way that I described it to someone was, let's say that you go to a party with your 10 best friends and you guys know you're going to have a good time. You're going to hang out. You're going to shoot the shit. And then a wrestling show happens right in front of your face. Like that's kind of what it is. It was it was pretty. That's what I've been told. Fun experience. I've been told the same thing. All right, so let's talk about the match order here for WrestleMania 34. So I think um, one of the things that we talked about was how do you do a card where you have two Battle Royals on the same show? Does it mean that one of the Battle Royals on the pre-show and the other Battle Royals on the main show? Um, You remember WrestleMania uh, 32, they actually had the Battle royal on the main show, uh, they had Shaq in the battle royal. You remember that? So that was on the main show. Um, but last WrestleMania uh, 31, it was on the pre-show. And last year, what was the battle royal on last year? Was it on the pre-show? It was.
1: It was on the pre-show. I yeah, remember that was the one they had that Cronkite, that Stanley Cronkite guy, or whatever, that Jabroni from the from uh, from the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> Stanley, remember that whole thing? Okay,
0: St- you know who Stanley? You, you know who you're talking about? You're talking about the Denver Nuggets Walter owner. Cronkite. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're you're talking about Stan Kroenke, who's that's what I said, who's the Denver Nuggets uh, owner who who uh, the WWE got kicked out of the arena and then had to go do a show in LA because they got kicked out Uh, of the arena. Remember that?
1: I I will never forget that as long as I live. 2009 WWE, yeah, because that was when remember that was the night that um, that Orton like was wrestling Ken Kennedy and he messed up his wrist and we never saw him again because that's when when he complained and then he got fired. And then, so the other guy. So you're thinking of Rob, uh, Rob Gronkowski?
0: Yeah, that guy. Who cares? <laughs> All right. So, um, so knowing that the cruiserweight championship is probably going to be on the uh, the the uh, pre-show. Yeah. Would, would you put the two battle royals also on the pre-show?
1: Before we started recording this, I, I did have it that way, and I've changed my order. The answer is no. I will not put both battle royals in the pre-show.
0: Okay, I think. I mean, I think it's a good idea. Uh, if if you did put them on the in the pre-show, and you sort of, you know, was it were able to distance them in in a sense, I think it could work. But you're right. It may it may it's probably better not to have the uh, both of them on on the on the pre-show. You you kind of want to space them out a bit.
1: Yeah. No, I, I would open with Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. That would be the first match. Okay. Um, then I would follow up with the Women's Battle Royal. Okay. Now, the reason why I would put the Men's Battle Royal on the main show, and I'll tell you why in a minute, for two reasons. Number one is you can have the guys coming out to the ring while they have the opening package for Mania. That way you kind of kill two birds in one stone. You'll just have them come out in the live crowd uh-huh. while the opening package plays. Um, you could do that. And then also because of the Andre movie coming out, I feel like they want to push that a bit more this year and have it be on the main show. It's a good point. Yep, and then I would end the pre-show with the Usos versus the New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers and a Triple Threat for the WWE SmackDown titles.
0: Okay, that's, that, that's, that's a pretty, good main event for a pre-show. That's pretty interesting because I would actually lead. I would actually open the show with that match, the the main card. So what would what would you open the main card with then?
1: Andre Battle Royal. That's what I'm saying. You you open with the Andre Battle Royal. Oh, I opening, see.
0: I see. Got it. Got yeah, it. Now you now have the guys coming
1: out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that's how I would do it. Mm-hmm. Is Kid Rock going to play them out? Okay, <laughs> uh, Rob played himself out, bro. <laughs> okay, so uh,
0: what's your what's your second match to uh, to the, open the show? Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax. Okay.
1: I'm not like most
0: guys. is that is that a long match or is that a short match?
1: No, I'm, it's not going to be. I don't think it should be a squash. You want because you want to protect Alexa, even though they could do it because she can get her heat back, um, but not that long. Like maybe five minutes, mm-hmm. you know like that. Then I would go with the Miz, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. Okay. Good wrestling match, solid wrestling match. Um, even as the though, even match.
0: though, the Miz is playing those guys like like a like a drum, <laughs> like like at every turn, the Miz is one step ahead of those goofy baby
1: faces. Well, I hate to say it, but I think Miz should retain, mostly because I have plans for what I'm going to do with him later on the card. So Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn goes on next. That's okay. the first. That's the hour one main event going into hour two. It'll, it'll start at the end of hour one, beginning of hour two. Okay. And now we know that Daniel Bryan and Shane are probably going to lose. You know the heels are going to win, pinning Shane. Then you could do a backstage vignette, vignette later on where Miz is berating Daniel Bryan, telling him, "Hi, you came back from retirement, but you know been the back, but you still lost." And then during the draft, you know, because the whole thing is going to be that Miz talks shit to Daniel Bryan, teasing him, saying, you know, you'll never, ever be on my level. And it's too bad we're on different shows. We're on the same show. I would school you on wrestling every week. Then during the draft, you end up moving him on the same show. You put Miz on SmackDown then you have that feud. And you finally do that, you know, in May or in June. So there is that. Then I go with Charlotte Flair versus oscar right smackdown women's title and you give that time that's a wrestling match you want to give time to mm-hmm. i think i think oscar should win my opinion and we'll talk, we'll
0: give our preview next week as far as you know who we think should win and lose and that'll be a fun way to look at this whole thing in you know in, in uh in, in sort of like the the summary way before we we watch the big show
1: right then I would go with the Cesaro and Sheamus and Strowman and mystery partner. And that could be a short match. Like that doesn't have to be long. You know what I mean? I don't think that should be long at all. Then you go with John Cena versus The Undertaker, right? You have that be, I think we're at hour two or hour three. We're at hour two or three. I don't know what hour we're on, whatever. You do that. Then I would go with AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. As the co-co-headliner, give that time if AJ can do it. Then Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H every man as the co-main event. And then you end with Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And, and if you want to give people a buffer, you can always throw in, like, the Hall of Famers coming out, mm-hmm. um, the uh, attendance record that's going to be fake number anyways. Like, you can do that. But I think closing the show... With Cena, AJ, Angle, and Brock, I know it's 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 rare for them to put four big matches back to back like that. I think this year could work. I really think it could work this year. I like, uh,
0: it. I, I like it. I like it. Now, mine is slightly different, and oh. I'll, and I'll sort of give you the 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 reasons why. Of course, but um, I I mean, I like the fact that we both think that Lesnar and Reigns and Rain should should main event. I, I you know Brock is still. He, you know he's 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 the champ. He's he's the best. He's uh, he he should be in that main event, especially if you're trying to get Roman over. So I would completely agree with you. Now, I start. I kick the show off with the uh, with the hmm. So I was you know what it's I was tough. gonna do. Well, what I was gonna do is I was gonna kick the show off with uh, the women's battle royal and then put um, Alexa and Naya as the main event to the, uh, to, to the pre-show. But then I kind of feel like, I don't know if I want to have two women's matches in the pre-show. I kind of want to space it out a little bit more. Yeah. So, okay. So here's what I'm going to do. So we're going to, we're going to start with Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali as, as the opener of the pre-show. And then we're going to go with, um, we're gonna go with. Ugh, I hate doing it this way, but okay. So we'll, we, we will. I, I will do it the way that that I was that I said, which is I think the second match should be the women's battle royal. Yeah. Um And and the thing is, is that I would have liked to put the women's battle royal on the main show because I think the main storyline is going to be Sasha and Bailey, right? It's got to be. It's got well, be-
1: I, I would have let to have put it on there, but the only reason I didn't is because of the Andre movie coming out. That's right. the only reason and that, why. I, that, yeah. And that makes a lot of sense, and that makes sense to kind
0: of how they're thinking because they don't want Andre to be in the jobber hour
1: of the show. Plus there's no moolah anymore, bro. Right,
0: right. So, uh, so then, like I said, main event is Alexa and Naya. And if it's in the main event segment of the pre-show, they may be able to have a little bit longer of a match than I would have had on the main show um you know where where Alexa's just you know getting all kinds of heat and then we get big comeback and boom Nia wins
1: That's not a bad idea actually um having that headline the pre-show
0: And and then uh, I would open with the Usos versus the New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers because I think that I think that match is going to be really hot because the Usos you know I think some of the what they're saying about being in being at WrestleMania like that's real feelings right like they, they want to be on that show so badly. They want to be on the main show, open with those guys because you know those guys are going to be going crazy uh, to you know to do what they to, to just be on that show. Uh, so I like that as the opener.
1: Yeah, I feel like tag teams in WWE are just never going to really get that much love. Like, and, and, you know, and like maybe not to. There's it's just this era like it's just not going to happen. You know, and I kind of wish somebody would come around and make like a territory or an in- and and now it is independent, you know, territory whatever and really do like the old school Jim Crockett where like tag teams are actually the main event like when the rock and rolls were were around like you know like actually make a tag team the main event like the top act. I think the last time we actually saw that was ECW in 93 with Public Enemy. That was the last time they actually had a tag team be like the main event act, and I, I don't think we've we've seen that since then. Yeah. You know, Young Bucks versus the Golden Lovers. Yeah, I mean that that that's true, but that how, is, are they going to always do that? Well, the dome show.
0: You know what's actually unfortunate is they had. A, did you did you get to watch that show? No. So I did not. you should go back and watch at least that match because I, I would love to get your take on it. But you had. The Young Bucks and the Golden Lovers as the main event in New Japan's third U.S. show, second year that they're doing. You know, in the, they've done U.S. shows before, but in this sort of new, um, in this new international uh, expansion that they're doing, and um, that match was really good. But then With the people in it, it had to be good. Oh, it was, it was really good. I, I don't, I, I don't know if it was better than Jericho Omega or Gargano. Um, uh, but is, is is it a fiver? It's close. I it's pro. It's really close. I'd ha, I want to watch it on TV again because I, I saw it live, and there was some early miss spots because I think Kota Ibushi got hurt. I think he may have even got a concussion. Um, so Jesus. there was some there was some um, some miss stuff where it's just like, you could tell like you know they were trying to they were trying to do a lot of stuff and and you're not gonna hit everything perfectly, but um so and then so you think they just had this great match main events access you know just great show standing ovation and then the poor young bucks got to open up the the sakura genesis show in in japan in a, in a nothing match like you go from main eventing in the u.s to opening uh opening the show in, in japan it's crazy like, it's like you know it's like yeah you know you guys are doing great in the u.s but still like in, in japan you guys you know you're you're not there yet it's kind of it was kind of funny not funny because i think they should be you know i think they should be bigger stars in japan too rather than j- just junior tag team but that's just the way they do it. Um, yeah. So, so uh, I would have that open, and I like Orton, Rude, Mahal, and Rusev as the second match because, yeah, like like we talked about. Now yeah. that Rusev is in that match, I think the crowd they're going to keep the crowd. The crowd's going to be fired up for Rusev Day, and Orton.
1: I think Orton fits very you know, well. Uh, I'm sorry, I just realized I, I didn't even book that match. Oh, you missed it. Yeah. I did. Oh fuck! How did I miss it? I mean, come on. All right, it's... fine. Then, then, then that then that'll be somewhere anyway. Keep going. <laughs> that, that that's. I can't believe I missed it. Yeah, that'll be that'll be close to the end. Keep going.
0: Okay, so then, I would go after that match. I would do the Miz Seth and, and Finn Balor match. I, 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 they probably won't do it that way because they probably won't have the IC and the US title matches back to back to back. But I kind of feel like. I want to build up to the bigger stuff, and you can do that when you know you're going to have good matches. Like, I expect the four-way to be a good match. I expect the Intercontinental match to be a good match. I expect The Miz to kind of, you know, be out of it for a little while and just let those two guys go at each other, Um, and I think it's going to be a, a really good match. And then I would go into sort of like the... Uh, the brutalness of Strowman, Cesaro, and Sheamus, where it's probably going to be a little bit shorter. Maybe if you bring in a guy who's unexpected. I actually thought um, when, when uh, you know, I thought I was thinking about it, I was like, where's Dean Ambrose? But I remembered that his injury was like a nine month thing, and it's only been like four months since he got yeah. hurt. So he's not going to be in it. Um, and then I would build up to, um, I think I would put. AJ Nakamura after that because and and it's it's not really any fault of their own but I feel like the last four the at least the last three main matches have to be Brock Roman um Cena Taker and Angle Rousey and then adding uh, Angle Rousey and Triple H Stephanie and then adding the Daniel Bryan thing like I think those have to be like the the main four matches now I'm going to put the Battle Royal in as, like, the breather match before the main event. Yeah. But I, I don't – I can't put those matches in front of the AJ match just based on the coldness of the AJ match.
1: And yeah. So, no, I, I can't even disagree. It's just – and then also there's – there's, um, you know, he's injured. He's not that injured but he's still injured and having there be – You know, if something were to happen to him, you don't want it to be too late on the card. It could be catastrophic. It it, it does suck, though, that they get that something bad, that, you know, that that that's not higher than it should be. But, you know, what can you do, really? And then I'd actually go Charlotte Asuka
0: next. And you could say, why don't you put Charlotte Asuka in front of AJ and Nakamura? But I I just feel like there might be more intrigue in Charlotte Asuka than in AJ. shinsuke
1: you're pairing up the uh the orient versus the u.s uh, <laughs> yeah
0: now that, that is... i think of that they probably won't do that for that reason but yeah. i'm just looking at it from like a a championship uh, a championship thing does, does nakamura win the title i think he i think he should i i, I think
1: I, aj I, should win but if aj really is hurt then yeah it's the other way around it also, it's i do come down to that
0: i want to see aj be a contender for roman that's what i want to see on the other side we,
1: I do too. We saw well. We saw it two years ago already. We've seen that before.
0: Sure, but at this point, you know, I I think I I think it's just it's a good time to bring that program back. Um, You know, AJ AJ is uh, he's the quintessential uh, worker in that company. So I think it'd be I think it'd be good to have him back in the mix on Raw. Um, And then I would go Daniel Bryan. I do the Daniel Bryan Shane because uh, I think I still want angle rousey in the semi-main spot though again i'm gonna i'm gonna bridge that match and the and the um and this and and actually i'm gonna bridge the cena taker match and the brock lesnar match with the battle royal so you know you you can't really go wrong with if you if you want to say cena taker a third and angle rousey second i'm totally fine with that if you want to throw
1: um the daniel well the the thing about angle rousey is with angle Rousey, you can have a lot of like smoke and mirrors you know what i mean a lot of like Absolutely. stalling and, and that might, actually actually that
0: might be a good reason to put it f- you know fourth from the top because you you might have a little bit of the of the of the smoke and mirrors with lesnar and reigns too you know especially if they make it no dq
1: but, yeah, but that's different kind of smoke and mirrors. Uh, what I'm referring to is more so like a lot of stalling and like, you know, things like that. I, I don't mean like like garbage wrestling because I, I think the brains and Lesnar should be just a brutal – I'm hoping it's a brutal like Bill Watts-style main event. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. So – and I have seen a taker as
0: like the, the – you know, the, really the second most important match because I still think there is – There's a specialness to to that entrance, to that music, to that building where the streak ended, to to the building where the streak ended, to the the tombstone, um, to uh, you know Cena really wanting to 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 make sure that Taker looks good in this match. Though it's kind it's gonna be kind of weird because Cena's so clumsy these days. Like he's he's been on a bad like run for for uh, for matches to me. Um, and then, you know, and then, like I said, Battle Royal and then the Brock Lesnar. Now, do you think they're going to add anyone to the Battle Royal? Because I have an idea for the Battle Royal. Um,
1: the male Battle Royal? Yeah, the men's Battle Royal. I'm guessing some NXT guys. Um, you know, maybe Joe, if he's ready. That's all I can think of. I, I, Keith Lee is not going to be him, even though that'd be awesome. <laughs>
0: that would be awesome. I, I don't so, know. So here's
1: my prediction
0: Winner of the Andre Battle Royal. Let's say it's a baby face. I, I actually want it to be a baby face, and I'm actually not sure who could who could to be. You know, I, what's Big Show doing? Because this would actually work well with Big Show, even though he's won this stupid match before. I, I have no idea what Big Show's doing. Yet. I have no clue. Okay. I have zero. Zero so, clue. So I'm going to pick the Big Show to win, okay? All right. Big Show raises his hand. He wins the match. Real American starts to play. Hogan comes out. Oh boy, he's the you know he's going to be the star of that Andre doc. And then Sheldon Benjamin comes out and takes the big leg for some reason. <laughs> so no, I, I I don't know if he's, he can even throw the big leg right now. But uh, I, Hogan comes out. He's going to be the star of that Andre documentary. I can just sense it. You know, he's so humble about you know Andre was sports entertainment before sports entertainment. He's going to be he's going to be so over after that doc is over. That I think it's I don't know I just feel like even though I don't even know that I would do it because of the whole moolah thing but it just feels like there's an opportunity for Hogan to come out at this show and then who better than to hand the Andre trophy than Hogan in the Silver Dome in in the Silver Dome right and
1: he hands it to Andre's son. That's right, bro. The son of Andre. That's perfect. You know what? I like that idea. You you won me over. All right. So and then uh,
0: Big Show retires finally, and then uh, Scott Hall shows up and asks Big Show, "Is
1: Andre really your dad?" Yeah. Is Andre really your dad? <laughs> no. That, that remember there was that line. And then there was Harlem Heat. I think there are a couple of country bumpkins from Houston. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, and then another one that popped me is when they had the Nitro in the Astrodome and uh, in the Houston Astrodome. Remember, that was the Nitro where Sable was there. Do you remember that whole thing, how Sable was in the front row? I,
0: I, I do remember that.
1: Yeah, Sable had just – she just left WWE like a month earlier and she's in the front row. And then freaking Tony Schiavone is like, who is that? Wait, freaking – Dweeb. but anyways uh, um, no and then on that sh- I think it was on that show there was a sign in the audience that said welcome home Harlem Heat <laughs> Harlem Heat welcome <laughs> home Harlem Heat. that's hilarious that's awesome
0: uh, alright so uh, so we got one more show left to go which will be our preview to Wrestlemania I'm very excited to be out uh, I-, I will be out in New Orleans for a couple days though I'm not saying for the show you're going to be out there for the show I- I'm excited for you I hope it's a great one and and yeah, I'm excited for the food, bro. I'm we'll, excited for the food. We'll hype it up. I I know you don't want to stray outside of your hotel. You want to. You got work to do and stuff. But no, no, we should, I, I let, don't have any work. To let's, do. let's 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 try and figure out if you're going to be in early enough, and we can get a a fight game blog a uh, little in person reunion.
1: I'm gonna be there. I'm. I think I'm. I'm landing at like noon. I think. When I think the, Saturday morning. Ah. Oh, sh- because you're leaving Saturday morning. Why the fuck would you go to a freaking night nice see nice the big show, bro? Because I could, we got to get back for UFC. <laughs> Who cares? It's Who could possibly care? Well, who's headlining? Is it a, Cormier?
0: It's the schedule, man. It's it's Tony Ferguson and, and uh, Khabib. It's the schedule. Is, I'm, I'm going by the schedule. Uh, you should just, just stay and then catch a flight a couple days later. It would be nice, but it'll be it'll also be hell. Uh, and that you know, this mania weekend. could
1: be a good show.
0: I, I'm 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 excited for it. I'm, but I'm also excited to watch it with my friends. That's that's uh, that's another thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, so next week we'll do the big preview, and then we are off and running uh, to the to the to the main show. And uh, and yeah, it'll be it'll be a
1: fun time for everyone involved. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I, I do wish you would have gone to mania though. I, I don't. know if I, 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 I wish i have a I have a problem sitting through those seven hour shows though that i agree no i i can't even disagree with you on on that um and I do wish though that dave i know dave always says like you know he'd rather watch it at home which i i, I feel that way about football games like i i want to see football games at home more than seeing them you know at uh uh live but uh with mania, I just think. And Plus, they treat them pretty good. If I remember correctly, at 31, they gave him like a nice press box. So um, it's just – I don't know. If I, was, if I was a member of the press, I'd go to every mania in the press <laughs> and get those free hot dogs or whatever they give you there. But, but you can't even really interview talent. What are you there for? See the show? I, w- I would be happy just seeing the show, honestly. I know it sounds Markish, but – you know, I mean, look, I've been in the in, in one of those the luxury boxes mm-hmm. and they give you some nachos and unlimited food and ah, that I'll take it, bro. Free food and like a long night of resting with those big comfortable chairs. That's 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 the life right there, bro. <laughs> that is the life. Real talk. I love I loved it once and I loved it.
0: All right, man. Well, you are you are making the argument for uh press box watching though. I think people in the
1: press box are a little further away than you think they are no I know they are but I don't care I'm getting nachos oh so it's like whatever bro you know? yeah I love I love I loved it. I did it once and I loved it so all right so
0: for uh, for big D and nachos right I am double G we will see you when we see you next week we'll talk wrestlemania we'll let, preview let, let's wrestlemania let
1: taker actually shows up please he's gotta
0: show up uh, we, i don't
1: want just the gongs i want him to actually show up i want to see what he looks like and they might not do it they might hide it until the show
0: maybe I hope. I hope not yeah i hope not but uh we will see you when we see you peace out